Welcome to Women Talk Money, the podcast. I'm your host, Akira, and I was just like you, winging it with my finances until I decided the generational paycheck to paycheck cycle stopped with me. I created a simple way to manage my money with the freedom to achieve my financial goals without sacrificing the things I love. I'm here to help you do the same, to show you that money can be simple, unrestrictive, and empowering. Stay tuned and I'll show you how. On this episode of Women Talk Money, we are going to go all in on what a money routine looks like. I know this is something that is really popular on social media. I've seen plenty of people on TikTok, on Instagram, recording videos of their money routines and how they get all cozy with a cup of coffee or have money dates. And I am going to share with you all all the different money routines that I have adopted and how much they have changed since then to something way more simple, way easier, way less time, and way more effective than what I was doing before to show you that you don't have to sit down every week and spend 30 minutes to an hour going over your money routine. It's something that can be as quick as a 15-minute checklist to make sure that you are staying on track to your priorities, to make sure that your accounts are where they should be, to make sure you don't have any late fees, all your bills were paid because they were automated, and really to just check for any red flags. Now, I'm going to take you back to my college days where I had no money routine at all. I really didn't have any financial literacy, if I'm to be completely honest with you, and I was just a college kid winging it. I had a job. Well, technically I had an internship and my parents were paying for my rent. So that's not something that I had to cover. All I had to pay for were my utilities, my gas, and any food that I wanted to buy outside of my student meal plan. Now, I also spent money on like clothes and shoes. This was at a time where I was going out with friends and wanted to have nice clothes, so I was spending a lot of money on clothes and shoes. As long as I had money in my account for the next thing that I wanted, I was okay. And typically, this meant that I probably had less than $100 in my account at any given point, which may be something that is common for college kids, at least the people I hung out with, I felt like that was common. But I say all this to say, this is my no money routine at all. I was just kind of winging it. And I remember walking home from class one day and my sister told me that I should be budgeting my money because at the time I would text her and ask her if she could send me $20 for this or that. And that's probably where that comment came from. But when she sent me that, I was very much offended. Like, why are you telling me that I need a budget? I felt very much like she was kind of attacking the way that I was managing my money. And I did not like that comment. So I did not think that I needed a budget. I had never really seen anyone use a budget. My parents are not people who necessarily had a budget. Really no one in my family up to that point that I knew of budgeted their money. So This is a lot of where my habits as a college student just out of the house came from, from a family who 
really didn't talk about money, didn't really have a budget, and no real financial literacy. After I graduated and started making money, I was like, okay, I should probably listen to my sister and create a budget because what the heck am I gonna do with this money? So I remember going onto Etsy and purchasing my first physical paper planner budget. And this is what any traditional budget you would see it had a place in there for you to write your bills and your expenses and a calendar that I could put where all of my bill due dates were. And when I say all of my bill due dates, I mean my credit card I had at the time. I had a payment for a loan that I had at the time. So I really didn't have that many expenses because I moved in with my parents after college for the first at least eight months or so. And I did not have to pay any rent or utilities or really they didn't make me help them with the home expenses, which I am very much grateful for. So I didn't have a lot of bills at this time, but I was, but I did want to be more intentional about the way I spent my money now that of course I was spending my own money and not just spending my parents' money. So I used that planner for a while and then I kind of considered myself to upgrade to a budgeting app. Now at the time I used Mint, M-I-N-T, which I think they recently went away with that app, maybe a couple months ago. And I'm recording this in December of 23, but I'm pretty sure in October, November, Mint became no longer available. But if you are not familiar with this app or not familiar with budgeting apps, basically the way it will work is that it's synced to your bank account and you were able to set up categories, categorize all of your transactions and anytime you made a transaction it would link with the app and then you would categorize it and every time you made another transaction in a category you would see what you were spending in that category in relationship to the goal that you set. So for example if you had a grocery category and you went to Kroger or Bootline and spent 20 bucks then it would show you as spending another 20 bucks and instead of $500 for the month you now have $480 shown as still available in that category and I really liked this at the time it was nice it synced up pretty easily I could easily pull it up on my phone and all you had to do was just kind of go in there and categorize everything some of the stuff would automatically categorize itself if it picked up on a pattern so if I shopped at Food Lion and I marked Food Lion in the grocery category then every transaction at Food Lion going forward would automatically put itself in the grocery category so this is basically the way the majority of budgeting apps work and you'll probably even see this feature directly in your bank a lot of banks have this feature like a budgeting feature but it worked. I probably spent time doing this every single week. Again, I had just graduated, so it wasn't like I had a ton of things to do and I was able to manage this in order to stay on track to really, I just wanted to 
make sure I wasn't overspending. At this point, I really had no real savings goals. I wasn't really in tune with why you should even save money. So I wasn't trying to reach like $5,000 in savings or anything like that. I was really just trying to make sure that I wasn't overspending the money that I was receiving from my job. Now the next money routine I had was still a budgeting app, but it was a budgeting app called Zeta, Z-E-T-A, and it's specifically for couples. So my husband and I got married back in 2018 and we had a joint bank account. And at this point, he was not necessarily using any sort of budgeting tool and I was and because we had this joint account I wanted to make sure that we both kind of knew what was going on with our money and the difference between this app and the Mint app was that two people could be on one account and what would happen is say for instance he purchased something and the transaction synced with the account and I didn't know what it was I could comment and say hey what is this what category should this be in? So you kind of talk with each other through the app as well. So we did use this for a while. He didn't use it nearly as much as I did, but it did work for what we needed it for. And I would do the same thing I would do with the Mint app usually every week, go through and make sure everything was categorized. Now, we used this for probably a year or so. And then I decided that I really wanted to get specific with savings goals and retirement goals and what my progress to these goals looked like. So I purchased a digital spreadsheet from Etsy that was very nice, but very much a lot of manually entering in every single transaction because this is something that you cannot just connect to your bank account and it would automatically populate your transactions. So at this time, I had multiple credit cards and multiple bank accounts because we had our joint account, we had a savings account, we had um, our own account. So there was a lot of different accounts that were not automatically being populated. And what I would have to do was to put every single transaction in the spreadsheet manually. So this is something that I was very dedicated to at this time. I was really changing my financial trajectory and getting more in tune with financial literacy and really seeing how I could reach these financial goals that I wanted to reach, like buying our first home, being able to retire early. So I was really excited. This is a time where I was focused on the financial independence movement and getting more introduced to different podcasts that talked about finances. So I was all into it. It sounds like a lot of manual work and it really was, but I was excited about this money routine, even though I had to manually go in and enter in every single transaction and categorize each transaction but it showed me these graphs and charts very much what you would see if you searched a budgeting spreadsheet on google it was all colorful and pretty so this is something that i was all into i would say from like 2020 to 2021 and at this time I kind of drove my husband crazy, not gonna lie, because I was always like showing him where we were spending our money, showing him the progress we were making, and I'm sure he was like, girl, I am over this, please, like, I don't care about this spreadsheet. But like I said, it 
is something that worked. It required a lot of manual entering in and keying in numbers. So it's not something that I would ever recommend for someone who is trying something out for the first time. But it did show me where each goal was in terms of our emergency fund and our pet fund and how much we were spending in each category and what our retirement path kind of looked like. It was very much detailed and it was pretty complex. So if you could guess, I got to a point where I just did not have that much time to do that every single week or every single month or even bi-weekly. And I decided this was not the way to go. So after I kind of figured out my own money routine and system that I wanted, I really started taking advantage of automation and making sure that all of my bills were automated coming from a separate account. And I only had one spending account where we would spend our money from. If we wanted to use a credit card, it was very much for specific reasons and everything just got a lot more organized and i realized with that level of organization i really didn't need to track every single transaction and put it manually in that spreadsheet anymore i could really just create a checklist of things to make sure first of all that i was still on track that we were still on track to our financial goals and that everything was working like it should be. So for example, the bill pay is working, the auto pay is coming out on time, no expenses have drastically changed, or there are no subscriptions that are charging to my account. That's a surprise to me. So I had a good understanding of what was going on in my account, even though I wasn't having to put transactions in a spreadsheet or track every single thing individually. And it was a lot less labor intensive and it was so much more or less time. At that time, we had just moved into our first home and I was commuting back and forth one hour each way to work. So when I got home, this is not something that I felt like doing. I had a business on the side. So on the weekend, I would work on that. And I really just didn't want to spend time in that spreadsheet anymore, so I didn't. And I stopped using it, but I still had the data from previous years. And what I was able to do was just to implement this very quick 15-minute checklist that I still use to this day in order to make sure that everything is operating like it is in my finances and that we are still on track to our goals. And the reason I love this money routine the most is because, first of all, it's really simple. Second of all, it doesn't take a lot of time and it focuses on the things that are most important. So you can get so wrapped up in categorizing your transactions and setting up every single budget category. And then when it comes time to actually track it, you're already over it and that's because you were focusing on the different colors for each category or how much money to put in the grocery category and all these things. And you realize that the most important thing, which is what you want to save or what you want to pay off in debt, you hadn't even gotten there yet because you were just focusing on all these little things that is not even able to be implemented in a routine that you can keep up with so the reason i really really appreciate this quick 15 minute checklist that i have now for my money routine is because it keeps the main thing the main thing 
which is whatever goal that you're trying to achieve, whether it's build an emergency fund or pay off $5,000 of debt or save up for vacation that you want to go on next year. It keeps those things at the forefront and your money system really takes care of all those manual things that you were doing in your previous money routine after you sat there and categorized each transaction. Then you would go pay one bill or go make a transfer somewhere. The money system that is a part of my money coaching program that I teach my clients how to do and that they're able to set up takes care of all of those manual things that you're doing right now. So that beyond that, all you have to do is implement a quick 15 minute money routine that you can just do once a month to check in, just make sure that everything is operating as it should be. And you are still on track to your overall number one financial goal. So I know you all love seeing those ASMR videos on TikTok and Instagram, but I will tell you, you do not have to do those things in order to achieve your financial goals. It might look nice, it might look pretty, but you can go ahead and try for yourself and try to implement it and see how long that you're able to keep up with it. And if you're someone who at the beginning of each year tries to create a budget, then by February 7th, it's nowhere to be found then you can do the math. That's something that you can try to do again, or you can take a totally different approach that takes a lot less time that you can quickly implement where you can let your money system actually do the work for you so that you can stay focused on the financial goal. And the reason I like this is because we stay in a paycheck to paycheck cycle because we are just doing the same money habits that prevent us from reaching that financial goal. So when you implement a money routine, then it should have at the forefront that financial goal instead of just dragging along the same habits that are not getting you anywhere closer to that goal in the first place. And I even had a client where she told me as we were going through her numbers and right before we had set up her money routine, she looked at me kind of disappointed and she was like, I've been through this process before. Now do I have to sit here and track all of my transactions? I was like, oh girl, absolutely not. That is not something that we do around here. So now that we have her money system set up, she sees how much easier this is that she doesn't have to go in and track every single transaction because as a mother of four, she really just does not have the bandwidth and doesn't have the time. And I want you all to think about it's not something to be ashamed about if you're not spending 30, 15, uh, 10 minutes with your money routine every single day or every single week. I know there's a lot of talk out there like you need to make sure you are looking at your bank account this many times a day. But I want to ask, have you tried to do that in the past and it didn't work, number one? And number two, What's more important that you're spending 10, 15, 30 minutes with your money every week or you're able to buy the house that you want to buy because you have a system in place that's keeping you on track to those goals and you have a routine that's making sure you know what's going on overall and you know that you're on track to those goals. So you get to choose where you want to put your energy and where you want to focus your time on, whether it's categorizing every single transaction 
or making sure that you can buy the home that you want to buy two years from now because you were prioritizing that savings goal every time you did your 15 minute checklist every month. So again, you can decide where you want to focus your energy, but as someone who tried all of the things from the physical planner to the budgeting app to the couples budgeting app to the spreadsheet that was super complex this money routine is the one that's actually lasted the longest and it is because it's simple it's easy and it does not take a lot of time and it allows my money system to do the manual work for me so that I can stay focused on the money goal Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Women Talk Money. Connect with me on Instagram at Akira Nicholson, where I share more about managing your money without sacrificing the things you love on the way to your next financial goal. If you want to learn more about what it looks like to have me guide you step-by-step to managing your money with confidence so you can achieve your next money goal, then check out my website links below in the show notes.